installment of the yummy coco show this is a pop culture variety show for your ear holes with sketches music interviews and games i'm your host yummy coco aka colette prosper i'm a comedy writer and filmmaker on this show we talk about everything from uh how i just realized that love island has like over 50 episodes uh it's a lot uh i guess because in england when it airs, there's a lot of episodes, like there's there's an episode every day. And so, of course, that accrues. And so they end up with a season of like 50 or so episodes. So needless to say, I stopped watching after episode six. And now I know, <clears throat> excuse me, now I know that um, the Italian guy won Davide and... Uh, Ekinsue, which it already seemed like a done deal immediately once they entered in like the um I think I think Davide entered in like maybe the second episode. Ekinsue arrived in maybe the fifth episode. It, it, it already seemed like it was their show anyway. Davide has a very thick Italian accent. If you've seen the movie Luca, he sounds like, and it's a cartoon, so I don't know if you've seen it, but the Disney movie Luca, uh, he sounds like the character um, that always says, who wants me, who wants to uh, people to see me eat a sandwich? Who wants, who wants to see me eat a sandwich? So he sounds like, he sounds like that, is very affected. So I, I don't even know, is, is, is it all a lie? Is, is he uh, fake? I, I have no idea. That, that's not even controversy going that's just um me talking out loud because he sounds like the character from luca anyway so much has been going on and here we are it is uh what is it today august 3rd oh my goodness um it's almost school people are starting kids are starting school it's uh it's wild summer is is pretty much uh ending so this week I have Rebecca Usoro, who's amazing uh, writer, filmmaker, actor, dancer, everything. Um, we're going to talk about uh, her movie, Family Meeting, which is also inspired by real life family meetings that would happen in her family. So you have to listen because it's it's amazing, uh, these family meetings. Anyway, uh, we have that. Then uh, whatever, in the weeks to come, we're going to have some really fun episodes. So just stick around, listen. So fun. Oh, my goodness. Aren't you having fun? Isn't this fun? Who wants to see me eat a sandwich? Okay. So to kick things off, um, and also, if you like the show, give it five stars. But to kick things off, let's, um, I'm I'm playing it uh, in an oldie uh, but goodie. It's uh, my Anna Delvey uh, inventing Anna sketch. Check it out. Sketch. 
sketch. Convicted con artist Anna Delvey interviews a new recruit. Hmm, yummy caca. Now that I am out of prison and now in an ICE prison awaiting deportation, I see you want to join my revamped VIP group at the AF. Oh, um, um, yeah, uh, uh, first, thank you for meeting with me, Anna Delvey. I'm a huge fan of your Netflix show. I'm really looking to get staffed on a TV show and I need more contacts. Okay. I know Shonda, she made my show, and you know, I was one of Josh Safdie's muses in Uncut Jams. Uh, yeah, Uncut Jams, you and Julia Fox, so cool. Okay, what will you do for me? Anna, I'm visiting you in an ice facility, I'll, I'll do anything to get a staffing job on a comedy show. Okay, I like that. You you look ambitious. You don't look broke ass. Okay, I might help you join my VIP club, but I want you to help me. Okay, what? You need to get Putin to get me out of ice facility and then you can tell him to like stop war in Ukraine or whatever after. Oh, I, I don't know. I, yeah. Why? Like it's hard? Well, first up, I'm not an expert in foreign relations. That's a shit excuse. People do foreign relations every day. You're not special. I could do if I wanted, but if I wasn't in a ice detention. So you do, okay? Okay. I'll I'll do it. Uh can I just like text him? Nah. He's probably really busy right now. No, 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 no. You get on the phone. This is my life, yummy coco. Okay. You call him and you tell him to get me out or my father will kick his um, ass. Okay, so you want me to tell Vladimir Putin that he needs to get you, Anna Delvey, out of ice jail? Or your father will beat his ass. Uh, yeah, you tell him that. Okay, I guess that would freak him out. You know who my father is? Scarier than Putin? Hell yeah. Whoa. And then you'll get me a job on a TV show? Like Bridgerton or something? Don't you know how VIP works? I told you yes. It's not hard. That's not an issue for me. I just call Shonda after, after you do this. Okay. I do some due diligence too, of course. You know, there's so many con orders out there. Okay, okay. I'm really desperate. Huh. Yeah, you are. How hard could it be anyway? I mean, maybe he'll, he'll even listen. He'll like listening to the voice of an awkward black female podcaster yeah sure you're not too black maybe black more black than wildest dreams video by taylor swift thanks so let's go take out your phone let's do this okay so he won't like 
hang up in my face, you think, right? Nah, maybe he'll think you're, you sound smart like me. I doubt it, but you can dream. Thanks for that vote of confidence. Really boosts my spirit. Ugh, whatever, I'm bored. I have another meeting with screenwriter to get me some uh, crypto, so get out sure. of here. Go, 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 go. Okay, go. Uh, go. I'll, I'll just Google Putin's phone number and call him, urging him for your release. Or my father. Yes, or your father will, yes, yes, beat, beat his ass. His ass. Yeah. Yeah, Putin won't mind me saying that. <laughs> oh, okay, enough. Enough. Okay. Okay, you're good now. Thanks. Good Go now. Now. Okay, bye. And that's why Putin has not backed down on his war on Ukraine. Awesome. Let's get into my talk with writer, director, Rebecca Usuro. Welcome. Am I pronouncing it right? Usuro. Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> this is incredible. I'm going to read your bio. Uh, oh, wow. Rebecca. I didn't know you had access. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, super special. Okay, so great. Rebecca is a Texas-born, Nigerian-bred writer, director, actor, and USC grad who writes comedic, heartfelt stories about people who want to follow their dreams. When she's not writing, you can find her dancing or reminding people that Black Lives Matter. Welcome. Yes, Yay! snaps, snaps. So I want to talk to you about your short film, The Family Meeting. Um, I want to talk to you about also Nigerian confidence. I want to talk to you about that. Yeah. I want to talk to you um, also about like the film festival circuit. So what were you going to say? I'm sorry. Oh, I said by all means. Like, yeah. I feel like <laughs> I was just watching this interview uh, with Burna Boy on um, Trevor Noah's show. Yes. <laughs> he talks about like, well, Trevor talks about how like Nigerians compared to other Africans are just like very, very bold and, yeah. and sort of braggadocious about how well they're doing. And and Burner Boy completely like fit that description. Yeah. I don't always feel like that was I a great interview. It was great, yeah. I don't but I don't feel like I like what I'm doing well, I'm I tend to be a little bit more like, oh, you know, it's fine, whatever. Like <laughs> <laughs> You're humble. I don't take, yeah, I don't take on the like the Nigerian sort of boldness. Um but but yeah it's it's something i definitely see within my culture yeah but i mean i would say that you uh strive for greatness and and you get it oh thank you yeah yeah <laughs> and we'll get that's to that true. That's true. yeah <laughs> because i you know i want to talk to you about um you know all of that but can i ask you an icebreaker question what is the last song that you sang out loud Ooh. 
Um, probably Kid Leroy, Justin Bieber. Nice. The one that goes da na 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 never would da na like that. Uh-huh. One. What is it? I can sing it when it's like playing, but I can't remember it now. His mom was, was brought up today. on uh, fraud charges um, <laughs> recently. <Ooh. laughs> Kid Leroy. Um, oh, but no. what's that song? I know it. Want you to stay, even though I knew never would. Uh, oh, it's always on a it's a tick like TikTok song. Um, I've been fucked up. Yeah, I know it. He's got some bops. <laughs> yeah, fraud charges. She, I think she like um she used like a a fraudulent credit card for like some co- cosmetic ser- services, something like that. Yeah, in Australia. Yeah. Uh yes, but yeah, her son her son's got some some bops. So maybe maybe he can bail her out. Um okay. So I I I was going to say for me, I saw um Purple Rain recently. It was like a big part of my childhood. My sister was like president of the fan club. She was total like a uh, diehard fan, so like I was brought up also having to love Prince. And so I, I think I Would Die For You came on recently and I was like, I was singing along. Um, but I oh, love the great. movie. The movie's perfect. I mean, it's very problematic. There's some really um, terrible scenes between Prince and Apollonia and he, he, he like smacks her a few times, which is like terrible. I've actually never yeah. seen it. He oh, you must. Her? Yes, because I in the movie, because he, he comes from a traumatic uh background like his father was abusive and so they laid that out there it was basically like he had really good music and they're like oh you want to make a movie around your really great music and he's like sure and so they crafted this story around this album so i feel like he had the the music first and then the story second uh which is not how you make a movie but that's how that's what they did (laughs) And they had to make things fit. And so for uh, one of the stories is that um, because in one of the songs he mentions about like having a a tough dad. And so anyway, Apollonia ends up becoming part of a singing group that is um, produced by Morris Day, his his enemy in the club. And so she tells him oh i'm gonna sing with with morris he smacks her across the face and then you know in b movie style it's not just a smack where she's just standing still no she is spun out and slams into the dresser but it's still jacked up and and then prince is like five feet one um 95 pounds but like he packs a punch and she's like ah um so not cool and not we cool. were not cool um there are a lot of things the they use the f word in the in the um in the uh, morris day uh says that to prince um so like there's a lot of stuff that's wrong that the um hollywood forever could have bleeped out i don't know we'll revisit that another time this has nothing to do with what we're talking about we're talking about you <laughs> we're talking about the family meeting and the family meeting is is based on family meetings that you would actually have with your family. Yeah, yeah. So my my parents and my dad really is the one that kind of spearheads this. He puts on these family meetings where, you know, they happen every year 
and we as a family just kind of go through how the year went and and like the state of how everyone's doing and and everyone's like it's like a board meeting it's yeah literally like a like a board meeting like a shareholders meeting and like everyone's goals and projected timelines and and random things like i guess aren't that random but like safety and and like health and i don't even whatever came up that he feels needs to be discussed and he tries to be democratic and offer like what do you all want to discuss but of course we don't want to make the meeting longer so we don't yeah. anything. <laughs> <laughs> so were there times where you're just like oh fuck family meeting oh every what, year what, how do i get out <laughs> like, of this <laughs> every single year Colette, like without fail and it wasn't until i started posting the agendas on um instagram that I had friends from high school reach out and be like, oh my gosh, I remember these. Like, and I was like, oh, we've been doing them literally forever. And I think when, when it was like in high school, it was more, it was not annual. It was happened more regularly, like probably every other report card or something like that. So, so yeah, yeah. Every single one I've always been like, oh, who's going to get reamed? Like, I hope I make it out alive. Oh my God. So were there times where I'm, I'm imagining like The Apprentice and it's horrible because it involves Trump, but like it's that like you are, you're getting reviewed, you're getting audited. Yes. Yes. And so I have three siblings. By your parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have three siblings and they all went uh, a more, I guess I could say traditional route in terms of their jobs, like doctor, lawyer, that sort of thing. And so especially around college time, when I started really getting the inkling that like, oh, I want to do something creative, it was always really difficult because, you know, there's no markers, Mm -hmm. you know, for like the creative journey in the same way that like, okay, you're going to do three years in law school and then you're going to do like the LSAT or the, you know, get, you know, get the bar. I don't know. Yeah. Pass the bar. Get the bar. Yeah. You got the bar. That's that's how you graduate. Yeah, you got the bar. You got the bar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like this many years at like or residency or you know being a doctor. There's like seven. Months. Yeah. So I always would try and explain my goals and like my path. And many times it was just sort of in one ear and out the other. So um, yeah, it it really hasn't been until very recently where and honestly with the with the short film where they kind of like get it like they get. All of the, you know, when I would say I'm writing, I can't go because I'm writing or I'm doing this, I'm doing that. All of that kind of in showing them a, a, a product, I'm doing air quotes for those who can't. Yeah. Read. But in showing something, I think they finally got what I've been really working on for for so long. It's been an interesting like meta journey. Right. Because, yeah, it's it's in your head. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it starts off as ideas and dreams. And then you have to get people that are like down with your dreams that want to invest in that. And then and then it becomes a product. So it takes a long time. And if you are like my, you know, my parents are also like my family's from Haiti. So like also like that kind of immigrant that like, you know, get your head out of the clouds, get a real job. Yeah. Kind of you know, attitude. Um, so what, so, okay. So your, your parents would have this like audit meeting where you're having to like, I don't know, present your case yeah, for the year. 
where did that come from for your parents? Was this something that like your dad read about in a book or like saw on Oprah? Like how did that happen? Or like um, was this something in his family that they were doing? No, that's definitely, it's definitely all my dad. Like ever since I was little, like he had a list of, of colleges that we would be attending and it was all, you know, Harvard, Princeton, Yale, like he would spend hours like researching all of these schools. Yeah. And, you know, every, everyone was supposed to, in his mind, be, get a degree in engineering and then go be a doctor. And so for, mm -hmm. he's also a lawyer. So I think it's just sort of like, we print out a He got the bar. Yeah. Yeah. He got the bar. He got the bar. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, um, he did the path of like, he, for undergrad, uh, was an engineer. He worked for the city of Houston for uh, a while and then went off to get his degree. JD. GD, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Terms. Um, yeah. So You're I think, a doctor. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. So I think for yes, him, it was like, <laughs> oh, well, like, I was successful. This is the best way for me to help my kids also be successful. So, yeah. And I also think just being a lawyer brain, he was like, here, we're going to make sure every year we're like pushing the needle forward. So, wow, it really just came from him. Yeah, that's amazing. And how I did you like that? Do you like that now? Are you thankful for that? Are you um, how do you how do you how do you feel about it then? I know that you were saying you were dreading it, but like, um, how have you been able to process it to where like now you can write about it and kind of joke about it? I think they've always been, well, that's not true. I think so. I, the way I thought about it was I hated them. Um, <laughs> um, Cause to me, it just felt so silly now really in sharing it with other people. Did I even realize it was something that was unusual? Cause you know, it's one of those things where like, if you do it, then, you're just so used to it. I realized it was unusual and I realized um, just the humor in it, I think. And I think the more yeah. I've just been doing my different crafts, acting, writing, directing, the more I have gotten, I've been able to see it from a different perspective. Um, I also think learning about the stories or like where my parents came from and how they got to where they're, where they are really humanize them so I was able to see it from a different perspective and be like oh this this is so much of my journey I think this is a story I have to share more than just an Instagram post at the family meeting are you presenting a bar graph <laughs> PowerPoint is there a folder involved is there um, like paperwork that is like spread out on a table like is there a large table is this coffee table like what <laughs> Lay out the scene and lay out the materials that are being presented. Yes. So part of it is you'll see in the in the short film, there is there's paperwork involved. Um, the 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 short film exaggerates it a little bit in that I don't think my dad's ever put together a PowerPoint presentation, um, mm -hmm. but, but he has brought out like a tripod with like a one of those big paper things like in case he's needed like to... Pictionary. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And we always get a printed agenda, usually just one sheet. And the past few years he's been, he would write up an agenda for each of you. Yes. So we haven't write it up and print it out. 
laminated in a folder? How is this just just paper? Usually just like printed paper, Times New Roman font, all caps. 12 font, under any colors, underlining? Oh, no colors, no. Just okay. like... Bare bones. Again, it's... I literally, for the, for the short film, I just like went in my archives. I looked and, see, and saw how he wrote up the agenda. And then I did the very same thing. Because you'll also like include the date, including the mm-hmm. year, and then the time. Wow. And like, it's just a... It's like a, I don't know, sort of a legal or very formal kind of business document. We haven't done maybe one year there's folders. There's a couple years where we had insurance study packets where he printed out like mostly auto policies that like we should have. And then after we went through it, we were quizzed on it. And so that was a printed quiz. Auto policy, like when you're so you're you're all ready to get a car and, and when we've so had cars giving for, you yeah. Like this is what you're giving you your car advice. Yeah. What your insurance should, should look like. And, but it was more than that. It was like, well, if, if, um, Jose is going down, uh, this street and, uh, Mary, uh, accidentally hits him in this way or blah, blah, blah. Like what kind of insurance? And they have this in policy and this policy, what kind of insurance? And you're like 16. You could give a fuck. I'm like 20. 23, 22, like wow. these continue. Wow. Like <laughs> every year. <it> was <laughs> something else. Like it's, it's extensive. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> Leave it alone. But then me also wanting to hide. But you can't say that though. No, no, no. But me also, me wanting to hide, hide, be a high achiever and just like, okay, well, if we're going to do this and I'm going to go all the way, I'm going to like pay attention and like, try and beat out all my siblings on my score. I'm going to get a red pen to like grade myself. Like I just kind of, it's like either you are mad or you just like dive in full force. Sink or swim. Yeah. You went to Stanford? No, I went to um, Columbia and then I transferred to USC. Okay. Oh, right. USC grad. Because, uh, so I, I've wanted to talk to you forever, have a one-on-one with you. Um, You were in my, uh, group like the for our mentoring group you were in the evening the evening uh, bunch mm-hmm. and so when it was your turn to talk and of course Amy doesn't pick favorites but of course when you said that you're Nigerian from Texas and then I thought you said Stanford uh. Amy was like I'm obsessed and I was like, oh, I was like <laughs> low key, like, oh, why can't I be Nigerian from Texas? Yeah, it was like instantly. It was just like, I love her. I know her. Yeah. Because yeah. that's also that's that's one of the things that like um, Chandra uh, Thomas was telling me that like, you know, in Hollywood, it's all about like knowing someone, trusting someone um, and and liking them. And so I feel like you had that no trust you know immediately oh that's so nice man yeah yeah i oddly have like a lot in common in terms of our our upbringing it's wild yeah no family meeting and agendas though no but i i told i remember telling her about it and she was like you know it's so weird my my family didn't do it as formally as yours but she also remembers her dad having having like these sort of family meetings 
where they uh-huh. gather and like usually discuss a topic, like a, a topic that was at hand. And I'm not going to spoil it. Wow. She can tell the story, but yeah, of course. Uh, her dad at this one meeting brought up like the weirdest sort of topic you can bring up. It was a pop culture thing that was out in the in the zeitgeist at the time. And I just remember laughing. So I was like, yep, that is like very similar to like kind of what would yeah. happen in my family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, are they are they from the same area? That I don't know. I don't know. Annie Obi. Amy might be yeah. Yoruba, maybe, which is a different area mm-hmm. from where my family's from. But I'd have to ask her. Are you Ibo or what was your Ibibio. family? Ibibio. Yeah, it's the not well known but very proud fourth largest tribe in Nigeria. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> We're the fourth largest tribe. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's great. I, I, in my 23 and me, I think I'm 12% Nigerian. Oh, cool. I have that 12% of, uh, you know, confidence, yeah. which I, I guess I do. I, I think I do have 12% confidence. But anyway, <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. Family meeting. So it's based on, based on your family. Um, you had this spark of, of an idea because you, you grew up with this. This is very much a part of your life. Um, how did this all come to be where it became a, a short and not a pilot for a TV show or a feature? Um, so basically, when I was in grad school at USC, I started writing this feature film that was based off my family and um, did like a couple of passes on that. And it was always sort of the thing that I was like, OK, well, if like anyone wants to make it one day, I, this is the thing I would love to direct and also act in. And mm-hmm. they send our stuff out and we do all these meetings to like, to, you know, meet different people in the industry, have them read our work. And this was mm-hmm. the project that like got so much attention basically. And I kind of realized, oh, okay, like this might be the thing, especially that kind of sets me apart just in terms of really it's very clear what the tone and what I like to write about is within the story. And so once that was kind of established, um, it became clear that I needed like a short film proof of concept to accompany the feature and try and get it made. And so that's how that all came about. My manager, um, that's, she actually, a friend of mine who worked at her management company at the time, told her about me and without mm-hmm. even reading anything she saw the the agendas on instagram she was like i have to nice. meet this yeah i have to i have to meet this. <laughs> this is wild yeah yeah exactly like i have to meet this person and so she's always been really obsessed with the family meeting within the feature there wasn't enough room to expand on it a, a ton and when it came time to do the short i was like okay well here's where i can really kind of we kind of explore this unique little thing that this family does um, so it actually the reverse. The feature came, and then the short came. Wow! So it, because the short was sort of like a proof of concept. Yeah. Yeah. So then, how did you? And then uh, you know, uh, you've uh, become a finalist. You're. We're going to talk about that too. But you're a finalist for HBO's Short Film Award. It's one of the most prestigious uh, short film showcases in the world. We'll talk about that. But um, you have this idea, um, you create the, the short, 
when did uh, Uzo Aduba and then uh, Su Susanna Fogel, um, both, like you have a stellar list of producers. Um, Uzo is uh, Orange is the New Black fame and, and many other um, uh, in treatment, so many projects. Susanna Fogel, a great writer, worked on Booksmart, Spy Who Dumped Me. How did they get into the mix? Yeah, so Susanna came first once I, um, I was, you know, working on it forever, forever with the help of my manager, Margaret Riley, who's also producing. And mm -hmm. finally, like April 2020, it was ready to be like sent out to the industry. I that summer ended up writing a TV show um, called Tiger Babies that also is very much it's a coming of age like YA these girls in high school who are um, various of uh, various backgrounds first generation and they're just sort of like mm -hmm. these best friends trying to brave the world of high school so mm -hmm. um, these two projects I ended up um, finishing those and um, ended up getting agency representation from that and as all of that was happening. I turned to Margaret and I'm like, you know, it'd be really great if I had like a mentor on the directing side, just someone I can talk to about, you know, different directing things and writing stuff too, but particularly questions I have about directing. And she, she was like, I think you should meet Susanna. Like she's a, she's a client and I think you two would really get along. Wow. Susanna read it. She ended up loving it. And she was so enthusiastic about it. It became very clear of like, Hey, I want to produce this. And so so she came on board and she's been like so instrumental to me on, on directing, just asking her for advice at, a, at, you know, when it was time when we were in post, she literally sat next to me and like worked with me and my editor on, on, you know, editing and just her thoughts of like what could be cut or what, what was funny or all that sort of stuff. So she's been wonderful. Wow. Yeah. She's amazing. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. So what made you, because there's a, like, um, one thing that comes to mind is uh, Super Special, Amy Aniobi's um, production company um, is producing a few shorts with people who are in our mentoring group. Uh, and they may or may not be directing their projects. So for you, you are a writer, which is great, that happens. So like you, you're a writer primarily, would you say, would you say you're a writer first? And what made you uh, feel like I have to make this, I have to direct this, um, as opposed to you working with Susanna and, and Margaret on like finding a director for the project? Um, I'd, I'd always loved directing and I'd always been doing, doing like workshops, but I would say just in terms of hours, for me as a multi-hyphenate, I had to just be very um, careful with how I spend my time so that mm -hmm. all of my, you know, energy isn't being kind of expanded out and nothing goes nowhere. So I started out with writing because I knew that as a director, I wouldn't feel very confident if I didn't really have a kind of strong grasp on story and structure and just all the things that are involved with, with writing. So, yeah. And also writing is just like, you just need a laptop in your brain, like <laughs> directing needs a whole, a whole yeah. infrastructure. Um, same thing with acting. So for years I did mostly writing. I take workshops on the side and, um, and I also like wanted to find my voice as a writer before I pulled together a bunch of money to, to make stuff. Cause 
when I transferred from Columbia to USC, the USC is really great in that they give you a camera and they're like, go make stuff. And I went and made stuff and I was like, this isn't really me. And this isn't really, I need to figure out what I want to say in the world first. And so uh, I would take these workshops mostly in terms of like working with actors and shaping performances. Uh, mm -hmm. So like the director part of me was always inside, but the focus was always kind of writing. And then this was really something that I, I knew I just wanted to direct because it is such a personal story. And because yeah, I know these characters, like I, base them off family members I just like know you know when, like you just know like <laughs> shorthand yeah 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 and I I can I can you know as someone who wrote the characters like I can speak to them in a way that I don't think another director even like say a Nigerian director would be able to quite translate as quickly um, right. For me also. That your, your experience was super unique. Yeah. To your family. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and also there's so many instances where I was kind of like, oh, like I would want a woman to be able to direct this. I would want someone who like loves dance. I would want ideally someone Nigerian. And then when you like go through the list of things and it's like, oh, Rebecca, that's, that's you. So that's maybe me. you should just do it. <laughs> <laughs> the call's coming from inside the house. Yeah, yeah. It's me. But did you have to convince people? This is where the Nigerian confidence comes in. Well, that's like, what's crazy. Did you have to, I really... Did you have to be like, I'm making this? Yes. I had to be like that, but I, there's no really convincing people, which I thought was kind of amazing. I think when you just kind of decide and then do the work to to make sure that, like, you know, you're not you're not just resting on your, I don't know, your dreams are like resting on this idea that you have in your head, but you're not actually like working towards like, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of practice and the idea of 10,000 hours. And yeah. I always try and make sure that I'm like gearing towards 10,000 hours if I'm not there already. So same thing with like directing. That's why I take workshops. That's why I'm always in acting class. I'm always in dance class. I'm just trying to accrue those hours. Keep learning. Yeah, exactly. Keep learning and keep growing. Wow, that's great. So the movie, you're one of the finalists, which is incredible. Again, most prestigious short films showcase in the world, one of them. Um, it's huge. The grand prize winner um, was presented $10,000. Uh, what was that ceremony like? It was so nice. It was so nice. So it was. And where was it in LA? No, so it was in Miami. It's the tail end of um, that whole weekend with the American Black Film Festival, and it's basically mm -hmm. their award ceremony. They awarded um, prizes for feature films that were um, shown there for short films, and in particular the HBO, the five HBO short films. And so, um, you know, like any award ceremony, they announced the winner, um, sh the winner who ended up, or the director who ended up winning, his name is Sharif. He did Another Country, uh, which is a beautiful oh, film. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. um, and so that was a really lovely moment for him. And also for us, because the whole weekend really felt like mm -hmm. we won. Like HBO took us in and, and had us be like their their children basically or like their people and they just like yeah. shuttled us to all these different events 
We met so many people. It was very much an idea of like, we want you within the HBO family and we're going to have you meet with legal and with production so you can learn about how how we do production with the idea in mind of like, you're going to be making stuff with us in the future. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. It was amazing. It's like you're in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wow. So what was that like? Who did you go with? What did you wear? Oh. <laughs> um, what were you thinking in your in your mind? Yeah. Were I you was... thinking that like, like, is this really happening? Are you all for real? Like, what were you thinking? I was thinking I was well, it's my first film festival. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'll go and I'll I'll see some films and I'll screen my film. And I was a little nervous to screen my film because I've only before then I only screened it for like cast and crew, which is going to be a very generous, um, you know, supportive audience. And then I screened it um, with uh, Soho House and Genesis, who were partners in in making it and, and some of those folks, which also in its own experience was like really wonderful because it was the first time it was just, you know, the first time screening it, but this is the first time. So, cause, cause I'm sorry, back up. So, so you submitted the film to uh, cause Soho house in LA has uh, like a, it's like a contest or something or it's a fellowship that they offer. Yes. Yes. It's a, like a, yeah, fellowship contest basically. And um, yeah. And Soho house, I mean, they have houses all over. So, um, folks from New York submitted and folks from London submitted. Okay. And then your, your film was picked. Uh, cause I also want to talk to you about the, the process of getting your movie into festivals. So was that the first stop? That was, it was basically to screen it. Yeah. It was just to get it made. They, the Soho house, um, award or fellowship program is really great because, and it's how most programs really should be of just like, here's the money and like, go make your art. And they really were just there to be supportive and, and to really not interfere. And then from there you could submit to festivals. You can kind of do whatever you want with it. Um, so once I, once I screened it with them, then I was free to submit it to a whole bunch of places and ABFF ended up being, being one of those places. Okay. And then, okay, so go back to the ceremony. What did you wear at the HBO short film award ceremony? Uh, I wore this, like, I should know the designer. I'm realizing, like, oh, this is why, like, actors and, like, people need to know, like, what they were wearing. I know that it was a it was a black-owned um, label. It was, like, this nice. white uh, jumpsuit with, like, a cutout... It was basically like a jumpsuit. Basically, it was it was super, super nice. Lovely. Yeah. It sounds very like empowering, powerful. Yeah, like uh, like Kamala Harris when uh, she accepted the nomination, or like I think when they won, like the night that they won or something. No, when was it where she wore a white suit? I'm thinking. Anyway, it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> like you felt powerful. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was that's awesome. Yeah, probably like a little bit more revealing than what. Kamala would wear it was like sleeveless and then there was a cut out yeah. here but it, w- it was like power power jumpsuit vibes for sure yes okay who did you go with I went with um my friend Lauren she's my my best friend in the world and she also was in the costume department for the for the short film and so she has been amazing working with her because she had a whole kind of like color palette story for you know, ever since the first screening till now, based yeah. off of the colors in the short film that she and my costume designer 
uh, Lolo Wusu worked with. So mm-hmm. yeah, she's just been pulling things for me to wear, and I've, and I've everyone's been a, like a smash hit. That's awesome. I saw like in the where you're wearing like traditional clothing. You're wearing um, it's like pinks, like pinks, orange, like very vibrant colors. Yeah, yeah. That was a color scheme that my um, costume designer and I like developed together and really Lola like spearheaded it. I thought it was so genius how she wanted to create a story with the color. So whenever my character Leah is in her element, she's very bright and bold and her color palette for the film was pink. Oh, I'm wearing pink now. Mm-hmm. I guess pink is my favorite yes. color. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, when it, whenever she's in her elements, really bright. And whenever she's within like the family, it's a little bit muted. There's a scene where basically um, kind of a moment of decision has to happen. And you see me dressed in like a whole bunch of different colors, like a sort of rainbow spectrum. And, and then when the, the, the decision happens, um, she's back to bold color. So, and every, every character had like a sort of color story that was happening for them throughout the film. And so this is something that you have to, cause I, I was talking to a friend who is a colorist mm. and she was saying she, she's also a filmmaker too. And she was saying that that's something that, that, uh, people don't tend to think about, especially like indie filmmakers. They don't necessarily think about the color until after the fact, like, um, there are times where like, she'll have clients and like, Oh, well, can you shade this, this color? And she's like, I can't make this thing that's black hot pink it's like you, yeah. you have to sort of plan it out in advance you have to have this full vision for it so you wrote the you wrote the project you're you're getting um you know people behind you um when when did all of that like the color story the music like when did that all sort of come to play yeah the music um um the music happened earlier than the entire process. Uh, I met my composer, Mike Sismic, when, uh, like months before I ended up even knowing about Soho House and, and, um, we met through a, a colleague and he read the script and, uh, loved it. And then started coming up with like sounds and music, like from the jump. Cause it's obviously written in there, like when the musical aspects are. So he was working on, um, those two key songs because there's a a major song in the beginning and a major song at the end and it wasn't until i got the grant from soho house that i started hiring department heads and along with my cinematographer started talking about you know what are the colors that are going to be in the film what what visually do we want to see or feel right um and and that's how like the color aspects the color story started, uh, with them. And, and then like, once we, you know, filmed everything, then the score kind of comes in and music comes back and we work with all of that. So yeah, pretty, pretty fluid process in and out, I would say. So you were also at the Essence Fest. Was your film also screened there too? Yes. Yes. So that was super cool. It was, um, the first time Essence Fest has ever done a film festival portion so the whole weekend were, you know, were all these different panels and um, all the screens that were selected were shown throughout those, I think it was three days. 
Wow. So, okay. So going back, so Soho House, you're getting money, then you're submitting to festivals. Like how many festivals did you apply to? What was your goal? Did you have an agenda? Did you write it down? (laughs) Did you print something out for yourself? Like what, what was that? Yeah. I worked with my uh, producer, Leo, on the, the film festival because a part of me was like, oh, I don't really need to apply to film festivals. It was really him that was like, no, like you should apply to film festivals. And I was like, yeah, okay, fine. Um, yeah. But I didn't apply until the short was made because it was um, mm-hmm. finished in early, early year this year, early 2022. Yeah. So, um, cause you know, they have their deadlines and it, and basically all of the deadlines for this year and into next year started around February, March, um, Mm-hmm. So I applied to a bunch. I've gotten into four so far. Uh, one of them I think I can't announce. It's the L.A. Shorts International Film Festival. Nice. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I need to post about it and tell people because we have a screening date now. And the other one I can announce in, I think, about a week or like a few days. So yeah, I think for me, though, getting into – I really just wanted to get into one. I decided after like applying to all of them, I just wanted to get into one. And I had a good feeling about ABFF and it's definitely been the most like, they were all really great, but ABFF was a very special moment, not only in really screening to such a large audience for the first time, but also just Mm -hmm. in the way HBO really like took care of us basically. That's amazing. Um, Okay. So you have this movie, um, HBO taking you under their wing. What what's the goal? What's the next goal? The next goal. I've literally been sitting here. Um, I have to do a pass on the script. Um, Uzo was very. And what does that mean, pass for people who don't know? Oh, it means um, I've gotten notes and I need to basically do revisions. Yeah. So it's a pass on someone else's script, or this is one of your projects? Oh, this is for the the feature that's attached to the the short film. Okay. Yeah. Because you're going to make, so, so I, cause I was thinking of, cause you were talking about like, um, the, the journey from the feature to the short. So, and then I was immediately reminded of Whiplash, um, Damien Chazelle. So like, so the next step is to make the, blow it out into a feature. Yeah. The yeah. family meeting. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be starring you. Yep. That's the plan. Uh huh. So how does what's that process like? Because you already sort of wrote the feature, though. Sure. Yeah. You wrote it already, but is it going to be different since um, the kind of feedback that you got and and you know that you you've already submitted your short? Is it going to be a departure from the short, or is it going to be um, sort of staying true to the spirit of of this movie that we can all see? Yeah, it's definitely staying true to the spirit of the movie. The family. It's the same characters. Um, and the family is just like kind of, uh, there isn't a different situation than it being Christmas and them focusing on the family meeting. Uh, the family meeting, you know, shows up in the, in the feature film, okay. uh, but they're, they're in a different situation, but it definitely captures the tone and the comedy and all of the heart, I hope, you know, that, that is present in, in the short. Yeah. Okay. And then when can anyone and everyone see the family meeting short? Because now it's it's under HBO's wing. 
they're you know they've they love you you have the like the like trust and they know you like you know we were talking about earlier so like when can people see the short well they can they can follow um the family meeting movie at the family meeting movie on instagram because right now we're still doing a film festival run so there are two opportunities to see it in um LA and we'll see about other cities going forward. And then the plan is, uh, I, well, I think, I think I can say this because they announced it at ABFF, but, um, okay. I'm in talks with HBO to see about getting it on HBO max. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was, it was going to just be on HBO Max, but like there's still, you, there's still uh, talks involved. Yeah. Yeah. There's sort of like a, like a back and forth basically. Okay. Very exciting. Yeah. Like that's amazing. So, okay. You're working, you're working on this feature. What, like, what, What's a sort of a, a, a favorite way? And also you've been traveling too. So I, I want to know, like, how do you decompress? You know, are you exercising? I know you're a dancer. Like what, how are you taking a break from all of this? Uh, that's a great question because I'm not really. Um, and I'm trying to. So I, I literally the other day bought a Fitbit. <laughs> I was nice. Like, I have so much writing that I have to do that I want to make sure that you know, not just when I go to dance class or go to yoga or whatever that I'm like, you know, just kind of moving and trying to stay healthy. I think I'm the type of writer where when I start on something, it can very easily, you know, it's lunchtime and my brain thinks, oh, I'm hungry. I should eat. But I like I keep going. And then all of a sudden it's like three o'clock. and I'm like, I really should eat lunch. And then I, I just don't. And so I'm trying to definitely, oh. yeah, like balance out like not. Yeah, all of the work with making sure I'm still being healthy and like getting rest. But yeah, I mean, the Fourth of July was a little bit of a of a break. But then I was reading, I was reading scripts that day, so I really do struggle with just like taking a break. Um, you were reading scripts like other people's scripts. You were reading um, things that are out there. Was so was it like fun reading? It was definitely fun reading, but it was it was for actually Liz Liz um, Bengura part of she's part of Tribe. She sent me her script and just wanted to, yeah 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 wanted to, she's fabulous uh, former guest also oh nice that's great that's yeah great. she has a hilarious um, half hour pilot that uh, she's working on and so. She just wanted to get my thoughts. And so I was, I was like sitting by the pool and like reading her script and, and laughing and um, sent her some stuff. So, so yeah, that was, that was most of it that day. And then I think I, there's a book that um, I might adapt into a TV show. And so I was like, mm -hmm. reading that also. So on the, on the days where I'm like not creating, I'm usually, yeah, reading or watching something. Okay. What are you watching? I've been watching Inventing Anna. Have you seen it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's been super fun. You look paw. What's that? What What are you wearing? Yeah. You look paw. <laughs> Her accent's insane. That's a very good yeah. impression. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't you know how I am? <laughs> we have to get the VIP. <laughs> yeah, I'm VIP. Um, okay, so you're watching Inventing Anna. 
are you getting ideas um, for would you you're you're more sort of of the heartfelt you're not really into like the con artist the um the drama necessarily yeah i think i like watching it like i um i was uh just watching uh oh i'm blanking on it now the name of it but theranos elizabeth holmes yeah uh, dropout dropout yeah yeah and so i kind of from there i was like okay i think i need to do like a con artist like tour and so now i'm watching inventing anna i want to watch we work not that they were con artists mm -hmm. but i think there's fraud involved so yeah i'm just sort of on like a fraud yeah tour. just like <laughs> nice the fraud tour yeah yeah cool yeah I, I i was on the fraud tour i think in april uh yeah inventing anna then i was watching bad vegan oh nice uh, then yeah i've seen the dropout i haven't finished the dropout but yeah very very good she's amazing yeah uh in the in the show like in and then liz merriweather's just she really knocked it out with the uh the scripts yeah it was really great okay so what is a skill that every tv writer should have can i offer a soft skill yes i think as someone who has um two major fixed sign placements if you know anything about astrology you'll understand what i mean um yeah <laughs> yeah as someone who can be very fixed in what's your sign i'm a pisces sun scorpio okay. moon scorpio rising so oh okay yeah a lot of like foot in the ground i'm not moving energy i the biggest thing i've had to learn to be is flexible um mm -hmm. and the ability to let things go and i think in tv especially because you're serving the voice of the showrunner like and and things are constantly changing the ability to sort of like let it go be flexible adapt that's where my Pisces side, I think, comes in, is uh, very helpful. Were you born in the Pisces month or in a Scorpio month? I was born in a Pisces month, so um, uh, like March. March. Yeah. March? Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, I'm a Cancer. I get along with, uh, with Pisces. Oh, nice. My brother's a Pisces. Yeah. Um, I don't know what, what my fixed sign is or I listen to Ghost of a Podcast She's okay. an astrologer, Ooh. and it's really good. She's on point. Okay, for horoscopes, the way she analyzes people, it's amazing. Um, she also, and I laugh because you know my immigrant family. Like I'm very um, dismissive. Like you know, when she introduces herself, she's like, you know, I'm a psychic and an animal communicator. Like I could just imagine my father just, oh, come on. Oh, like wow. just, you know, turn this off. But I feel like it, but Haitian culture pre-colonial, they like so many cultures really believed in the ethereal, the, you know, the other basically. Yes and no. Oh. So there's definitely a belief in, yeah, I would say it depends on the person that you're you're interacting with. And, and there are people who embrace the um, the ethereal, as you said, like, uh, you know, people who who um, who study and practice, um, you know, voodoo and, and, and whatever. But um, it's for a post-colonial mentality. It's all that's like that's like what are you talking about yeah. this is silly um and you're so, similar yeah, like yeah they're they're 
I think there's were spiritual elements outside of Christianity until the British came in. So I get it. Yeah. 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 And then uh, and then you're like, oh, OK, I guess I have to think like British. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's the same. It's the same. Um, the the British passed through Haiti too, but like, uh, but yeah, in in France also. Um, so yeah. Anyway, what is your favorite app on your phone? Oh, my favorite app. I'll say, this is so corny. I'll no, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> no, say it. Corny the better. I was That's great. I was going to say um, my text message app because like. It's the main form of communication with friends, but that's so. Like, Do you mean just like like the green little yeah uh, box that we have like, on our iPhones? Yeah, like it's the only okay. Like, when you think about it, it's the only, <laughs> like it's the only app that like actually brings me real joy versus like I spend way too much time on Instagram and it doesn't always bring me the same amount of joy as my friends do. You know what I mean? Like actual yeah. connection or or you know the other one where like they're calling like. I think that's always that's always nice because I, I really try and stay away from my phone as much as possible. Is there a group text that gives you joy? Um yes, I have a I have a I have a Texas um group text like from all my high school friends. That's really great. And um one between um my my best friend and her cousin that also is always just like it's just great. It's just like black girls like talking about what we need to talk about, which is a lot. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot. There's a lot, there's a lot going on. Yeah. And then also you've had a you've had a really busy summer where you're um, you know traveling and meeting people and making connections and you know just trying to um, not necessarily play a part like you're being yourself but you have to be sort of on you have to be ready you have to be you know uh, animated talking about your movie and making you know making connections with people so it's it's a lot so it's I for me I, I feel as an introvert I I like um, just being able to unload on people who know me and that, you know, um, you know what I mean? Yeah, like I, yeah. I can be more myself. I don't have to code switch in that. In that well, Yeah. Instance. From social to like, like you can be grumpy with your friends, right? You can, yeah. you can complain about stuff. You can, and you know, even politically, there's so much stuff happening. Like you can kind of, those are the people you go to sort of like talk about it all. So I totally get what you mean for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So can we play a quick game before I let you go? Yeah. Game. 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 In honor of the family meeting, uh, and also just our, our immigrant backgrounds, because I don't know about you, but like my parents would never spoil. They would have never spoiled me with like expensive gifts. Like, oh, yeah. that, that's ridiculous. So I want to. Um, so in honor of, uh, you know, the family meeting and our families, I want to play Guess That Gift. Ooh, OK. And I want you to try to uh, fill in the blank of these like wacky gifts um, that uh, these celebrity kids received. Oh, so the first okay. one, Cardi B and Offset gift daughter culture with blank as they celebrate her fourth birthday. 
is it $50,000 in cash, a toy Tesla, or a Louis Vuitton bag? Louis Vuitton bag. So it's $50,000 in cash. <laughs> and uh, for her first birthday, she got a $100,000 diamond necklace with the characters from the show Word Party. And uh, yeah, that's how they roll. Oh my God. Yeah. Like what kind of agenda would you have had to um, have? Like what kind of like paperwork would you have had to prove that you would deserve $50,000 in cash? I can't even imagine what that presentation looks like. Well, if it was like, it would ha I would have to explain where the money was going. Mm. Or if it was given willingly, my parents would have had a whole plan for where that was going. Like what stocks you're, you know, using for it or like buying it. Yeah. Like there would have been, there's no just like, here's a bunch of cash. Like, have fun. Yeah, I'm like, picturing, I'm picturing a brick of cash. Me too. To a four-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Like, here's a stack of, of, of 50K. Like I could have sworn it was like at least a. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I love it. I love it all. Um, uh, like, did she put it in her mouth? Because that's what I would have done if I was four years old. Um, I would have, like, I don't know. I would have made my Barbies, like, sit on it. Yeah. Like a chair. Right. Because, like, with their legs dangling. I wonder sometimes yeah. if, like, it's maybe good to that a kid is never introduced to lack just for a mindset like purpose of this idea of like oh you know money always flows to me easily is that better for them in the long run or they, do they just end up being spoiled and out of touch with life's realities yeah i don't know yeah. i'm i'm picturing uh, out of touch but uh, so. you know she does she does hang out in the Bronx a lot. Um, she did that David Letterman interview where they had chopped cheese. So I feel like she does go back home, and so her kids might be around family, and um, so you know there there might they, there might be a balance. There might there might Maybe. be a balance between like you know opulence and just you know regular family life. I don't know. What is chopped but, cheese? Uh, good luck culture. Yeah. Um, chopped cheese is like a, um, it's hard to, uh, I don't know if I'm going to give it a good um, a description, but it's basically like a really good cheeseburger and it just like has a bunch of stuff in it. It's a big old sandwich and they make it in like a bodega and uh, it, it came about, I think, in, in, uh, in the Bronx, um, or at least that's what Cardi B says. And uh, but one could argue that it, it started in Harlem. So oh. no one no one actually knows. It's kind of like merengue. Like Haitians are like, you stole our music. Yeah. And Dominicans are like, no, yeah. that's ours. <laughs> but like, you know, it's meringue. Like you're, you're the name of your music is meringue. Like, hello. Anyway, oh, so yeah. so we don't know. But it's, it's basically like a really like gooey, like big old like cheeseburger. Anyway, but she didn't get that for her birthday. She got $50,000. Right. So, yeah. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. So, Kim Kardashian's over-the-top birthday party for daughter Northwest, who's nine years old, included blank. 
Oh, this um, isn't multiple and your choice. choice. Oh, okay, it is. Um, so your choices are uh, cupcakes for all her school friends, a private jet to Wyoming for glamping, or a private concert with Drake and Little Baby. <laughs> Yeah. Which I I would love. That would be great. Wait, which is the baby that we 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 don't like? It's Dub Baby, right? Dub Baby. Right. Yeah. Little baby's fine. <laughs> Little baby's fine for now. For now, right? Um, <laughs> I want to say something about the it feels like the cupcakes would have happened and the private jet would have happened. So yes, the private jet. Yeah. So it probably, probably there definitely were probably cupcakes. I'm not sure, but I would imagine. And I, cause she'd be like, mom, where are my cupcakes? Right. Like, this is a party. <laughs> I want cake. It's not, we're not poor. Okay. Um, so it's, uh, she just yeah. Have the, she have the Anna Delvey accent cakes. I would imagine. <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard Northwest talk. So this is how I imagine her talking. Mother, wow. Kanye. <laughs> um, so, yes, a private jet to Wyoming for glamping and possibly cupcakes. We don't know. I would imagine maybe some ice pops because that that would be that would be nice for me. That would That's be nice. Like. Anyway. Yeah. Next question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> almost there. Almost there. So Kourtney Kardashian gifted daughter Penelope an ultra luxe blank for her 10th birthday. Is it an $80,000 Barbie doll, a diamond encrusted bathtub, or a backyard sleepover? Mm. I want to say it's a luxe back, like it would be a luxe backyard sleepover. Yes, you're right. I think I think she it's that. did. Yeah. Okay. You're right. She she gifted her for her tenth birthday an ultra lux backyard sleepover, which is like you know what you give kids. You don't give them fifty thousand dollars. Right. You give them a backyard sleepover. That's fine. Yeah. Give them like memories. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> not not cash. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, those gifts, actually, the $80,000 Barbie and the diamond-encrusted bathtub were gifts to Blue Ivy. From who? For um, So her parents gifted her the Barbie, and I think uh, Kelly Rowland, um, I think for a birthday or, or Christmas or something, got her, like, a, a Swarovski crystal bathtub. To bathe in? I think so. I don't know. I I don't know. Rich people bathe in crystals. I don't know. I'm gonna have to write this I think down we're missing out. So I can look it up later because I yeah I don't. It could be for her dollies. It could have been for her her eighty thousand dollar Barbie because like you know what what is her eighty thousand dollar Barbie gonna bathe in? Sure, but not it has to it's crystals. Yeah. What it must. makes the Barbie eighty k? Yeah. Um. I, that I didn't look up, but I'm imagining the clothes, the um, those fashion happening. I probably um, <laughs> some hair, some real hair, somebody's some real hair. hair that was cut off for for the for the little girl. Um, wow. Yes. 
Uh, also, one of my one of my uh, uh, choices too. I was going to ask you was about uh, Tyrese's daughter. Supposedly, he gifted her an island, but um, in the past, but like, and they called it Love Island, which is like gross because like Love Island is, you is know, it not for kids? Yeah, from the UK, and it's it's endless. yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I don't, I don't know, but that was, that was from a years. This isn't, I have another one, but this is from uh, a few years back. Okay. Um, so Sean Diddy Combs gave his son, Justin, a blank on his 16th birthday. Is it a $90,000 jet ski, a $360,000 Mercedes Maybach, or just a really nice pat on the back? What? How old is this? <laughs> You're 16 now. 16. He got a Maybach and probably a pat on the back at some point. <laughs> so, yeah, just like the cupcakes and the, the private jet, yeah. he probably did get a nice pat on the back. But, yes, it was the Maybach. <laughs> so, yeah, these are these are what people are gifting their kids. And we we've all have to step it up in the future. I mean... <laughs> You know what? We'll yeah. all, we'll do family meetings and we'll discuss and make the right decision together. Nice. So you think you are going to keep that tradition alive? Yes, but I'm going to make it fun. Like we'll play games like this. Like it'll be like a fun time. Will it be stickers? Stickers are fun. Stickers, glitter. Like I think, you know, in the way that like, kids at restaurants get like a coloring thing to work with like it'll be we can discuss these things and also like they can color or like something that's more fun you know what i mean yeah like then outside you... will be like blow up slides and like yeah. balloons like yay <laughs> after after they've succeeded their their audit i'd also want an audit i would really have to be like Unless there's, like, really a dire situation. These were just, like, regular, like, did you that hard on them? Yeah. They were intense. Yeah. They're intense. They make for good comedy now, but at the time, yeah. it was like, ugh. But do you do, you do that now? Um, because you, you are very successful. You're very busy. People want, um, want to talk to you. They want more content from you. So you have to, and they, you know, they want you to read their stuff. So it's like you kind of have to organize yourself. So are you making agendas? Oh yeah. I mean, I definitely have like, I have all my papers and my like, this is what I'm doing today. And then like, this is my schedule and like all of that sort of thing. This is a priority. And then like, yeah, mm -hmm. I have definitely on my list. I wouldn't say an agenda, but these are definitely, these are like list of like, here's what I have to do today. Or like, here's what I have to think about this week. And then I look at my calendar and like, how much time do I need for this? And where can it all go? Yeah. Yeah. Do you still have uh, kind of meetings like the way you, what you had growing up with your, your parents? When was the last meeting? The last meeting, we still have the meetings. We didn't, you, they've been falling on Christmas because that's like mm -hmm. when we're all together, you know? Um, and so there's usually just once a year now. It didn't happen last year because we had a big uh, Christmas party with extended family. So, yeah. Nice. So my dad forewent that for the party, which was 
When you're like, thank God. Yeah. But it was the one year where it would have been actually kind of nice to have it because I had the I had the short film. Um, so at the party, all of my yeah. family members were asking about it. And I was like, oh, you guys know about it. And like, you're excited about it. It was completely new, completely new to me. So that's a nice it was feeling, great. though. Yeah, it was really great. Yeah. Um, so this has been incredible. I, I love the idea of the, the agenda meetings. It, it does sound very intense. I can't wait to see yeah. your movie. Um, and see how you incorporated this, you know, life experience and and made it funny. I can't wait. Um, and I guess uh, for me, I'll, I'll I'll be thinking about about that. Like, how do I do do agendas, but like you know, make it yeah. make it fun? Because I that, I think that is is really good to have goals and to have an idea of where you want to go. So I, I I love that and I really yeah admire that. yeah. And the the great thing about the family meetings is that like it is a moment where everyone gets to hear what everyone wants to do and then, you know, support each other in it. So that's, that's definitely the positive of it. Like you can hear how, how people are doing. And I know me and my siblings, you know, we're all on our different tracks. We didn't necessarily know how to help because we were all going through our own experiences. But for like my parents with more experience in the world, they could kind of offer up what they thought might be helpful. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's really beautiful. Um, can't wait to see your movie. How can people find Ooh, you? People can find me on Instagram at Rebecca Usoro. And they can also follow the Family Meeting Instagram page at the Family Meeting Movie. Awesome. This is so great. Thank you so much, Rebecca. I really appreciate yeah. this. This is Thank been you for amazing. having me. Of course. So we'll see you next week. I'm Yummy Coco. Keep your lamplight trimmed and burning. Bye. Bye.